I only know one thing. I want to kill Chaos. I need to. It's not a hope or a dream. It's like a hunger. Thirst. Move aside! Greetings, friends and lovers. Welcome to yet another Finger Guns podcast. This time we are doing our E3 2021 review recap episode. I've been Roscoe. How you doing? I'm joined with Toby Anderson. What's that? <laughs> God, five podcasts in a row. Is like, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the tiredness in my voice, wasn't it? The exhaustion of E3. Oh, I had enough, man. That was good. Watch so many showcases. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we've got the uh, reaction team again. That's good. Yeah, man. Yeah, we have absolutely powered through E3. I'm very Back proud once of- again with the reaction team masters. Yeah, just pure That's chaos. What I'm Pure Pure absolutely. Uh, Miles Thompson. Hello again. Oh, look at that. Full enthusiasm. I love Loving that. Loving it. Living for it. <laughs> How are you, man? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Um, yeah, looking forward to kind of breaking it all down and going through E3. Sweet, man. And of course, Cat. Hello, hello, hello. How on earth are you? I am okay. I'm, I'm doing good. I, yeah, yeah, doing good. I don't know what else to say other than it's hot. It might be too hot. <laughs> it is. It I is don't want to be that hot. British, you know, that British bimbo that says, oh, it's too hot out there. She's so ungrateful, but it's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How it's... about you, Roscoe? How are you? <gasps> oh, James! <dude! laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> you betrayed me. <laughs> you both betrayed me. I thought that in there on the last one. Wow. I thought, wow. I thought we had a thing going, friends, and now you've ruined it. <laughs> Wow, okay. Now I'm just the uncompassionate dickhead. (laughs) Damn it, Kat, where was yours? Oh, wow. Wow, I was just, I was, sorry, I was too busy getting the knife out of my back from Toby. (laughs) Enemies have been made. I have made two enemies there in one go. (laughs) (laughs) A friend of Roscoe, I hope. (laughs) Well, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Good. Yeah, I'm good. I I kind of celebrated the end of E3 was a big-ass McDonald's and... Now I'm watching, currently watching the Euros whilst chatting to you guys about E3. It's pretty sweet, to be honest. Cannot complain. What people feel like at the end of Glastonbury, but just less hungover. Because I kind of feel hungover. But this is must, this must <laughs> be like the Glastonbury of of, music, uh, of gaming, really. Because I have a stonking headache. And I think it's probably because of all the excitement and the anticipation and all the disappointment. And yeah. <laughs> all the chaos, it's all the chaos. Yeah, 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 it's all the chaos. That is the one. <laughs> And Full Toby's betrayal, chaos. that's really sealed the deal. Yeah, that's really, that's really plunged, plunged that knife in the so sorry, man. You're not sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, E3 is just like, it's just, it's game or Christmas, essentially, isn't it? And so, you know, at, at the end of Christmas, you're completely exhausted. But it's a great time when you're in it. Absolutely. But it's just, uh, you know, it's like, oh, okay, it's over. Finally, I can stop watching trailers <laughs> for a few days. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Such a uh, terrible life having to watch trailers, isn't oh, it? It's just <laughs> awful. It's just awful. I mean, you say that, but there's just so many. There's just so many. And 90% of the games you're never going to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, okay, I'll get through this one to get to a good one. And then the good one never comes. And it's like, well, what do they sit there for? 
even some of the trailers are just kind of redundant aren't they it's like oh yeah this is a reminder that this game still exists but it's not coming out for three years and it's like cool i'll forget about that in the next Cheers two fine. days yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever that robot one was where his head was on the table and it just flashed and it was like that was our exciting teaser that wasn't a teaser that was a snapshot of you've forgotten shit. what the game is as well yeah i've actually forgotten what the game is that's how little <laughs> i care about it, it how, that's not a trailer that's just ugh, a that wheel was, of a car was it one of the was... multiplayer battle royale things Probably one of them out of a hundred that were shown. That was at the Summer Game Fest, which feels like 120 years ago. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> remember Jeff Keighley? I can't remember Jeff Keighley standing on a... Oh, God. Can we not, like a long time ago. Can we not talk about that conference? So last year, man. <laughs> uh, right then, let's get in, into it. What we're going to do, we're going to go through our favourite bits, our highlights, games that we really want to play, games that we don't want to play, things that we wish we saw, just a good old E3 Reach around, essentially. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> so I'm going to start with uh, Tobes because he's unmuted. Uh, Tobes, overall, what did you make of uh, this year's E3? Uh, so overall, there have been some highs, but there's been a lot of lows. I think the trouble with most of these showcases is that the publishers don't have, you know, an hour's worth of material, right? So when you've got a particular publisher, a lot of the time they pad that out with all sorts of skins that they're releasing or characters going into this Smash Brothers or whatever it is. You know, those kind of things and, and little events, little DLCs that just do not interest me whatsoever. Um, this was the trouble with um, the Ubisoft one. This was the trouble with the uh, a bit of the Nintendo one that we're just about to go into as well. That kind of stuff really turns me off and I start to get bored. And then you've got, on top of that, you compound that with a lot of very similar looking games, a lot of stuff that looks almost identical to each other and you start to lose the will and you start to lose track of what was what. And like we've just been talking about trailer fatigue, that's why you get trailer fatigue. When something amazing comes up, it's not trailer fatigue anymore. You're excited, you're with it. But in between is just all this mush that just doesn't doesn't sort of identify itself and then in between all of that you get these wonderful little rays of light and you sort of jump out of your chair and you go what's this which is my favorite thing to do I'm like oh what's what's this that I'm seeing now like I like to get excited about stuff and I often get disappointed (laughs) at the same time but um yeah if I was going to pick um well, do we want to pick yet, or do we want to just give our impressions first? Uh, yeah, we'll just give the impressions first. We'll okay, I'll leave it for now, but I've got some picks. Cool. Uh, Miles Thompson, E3 2021, what do you reckon? Yeah, very similar to Toby, I think, um, in a lot of places, especially the kind of start, the first couple, I think it was Jeff's and it was Ubisoft's, and I was not a fan of Ubisoft's whatsoever, I don't think, if I'm remembering correctly. They've all kind of merged together. Uh, yeah, you um, said it was. you said it was shit. Yes, that was it. I said it was shit. Yeah. Um, I just felt like Toby, there was just a lot of filler. Um, a lot of these kind of companies, I think, are kind of in consolidation years where they've kind of released a lot of their big hits and they're sort of in that kind of middle ground where they've kind of announced kind of games that are coming but don't have anything to really show. And I think they were just kind of filling time to kind of generate some kind of hype. But like Toby said, it just ended up feeling like, why am I here? And why am I bothering watching a trailer for this when I don't care? And I'm going to forget about it, you know, by this time tomorrow. Um, But there were a couple of highlights. Um, I think um, I won't pick out any particulars, but there were a few games kind of announced that I'm really looking forward to. 
um i think the saturday showing or was it sunday sunday showing maybe um was you know pretty solid and it was worth kind of tuning in for and i did like the approach that a few of them seem to take on board the previous criticisms of previous years where they kind of talk too much instead of actually just showing the games, which is what people are there for. Um, and I think a couple of the conferences were much better at just being like, okay, here you go, here's your games, see you later, have fun. Um, so I did like that. But yeah, I think overall, there was just a lot of mush in there. And there was only a couple of real glimmers of light worth really tuning in for. Blimey. Uh, basically, it was all shit apart from two things. I mean, kind of. <laughs> I'm trying that not is what to be. He said. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying not to be too harsh, but at the same time, I can't help but feel like a lot of it was mush and not particularly worth it. But there was there was some stuff that was worth watching, I guess. But I'm not sure it was worth sitting through all of it to get there. <laughs> all right, uh, Kat, what did you make of E3 this year? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I can add too much on what everyone else has said. I think that there are highs, but I guess it's like when you go to Halloween and you live on an estate and a lot of them give you fruit. And then, you know, some of them have given you a Kali Wali and you're like, yeah, Kali Wali. And then the next five houses give you fruit. Um, and there's nothing wrong with fruit. It's just that you don't want it all the time. Wow, and I think... That is quite the analogy. <laughs> I like Am cats' I right? metaphors and, and <laughs> that um, was pretty solid. And similes yeah. and such she brings out. Yeah, everyone like, loves Carly Whirlies. Yeah, everyone loves a Carly Whirly, and we don't mind fruit. Fruit isn't bad, but sometimes they give you the mouldy ones, or sometimes they give you the bananas that are definitely going off. And you know that's fine, but we don't want it. That's not what Halloween's for. And it kind of just felt a little bit like that. So yeah, I'm glad you all appreciate the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly how I felt. I mean, word for word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew you were thinking it, and I was like, you know. I'm gonna just level with Tobes here and just bring up Halloween. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there were definitely some highlights. There were definitely some things that, um, you know, actually that I didn't really know that was in development that I am looking forward to playing. That I know that I'm gonna buy. And there were certainly some things that I really thought they were gonna bring out and they didn't. And so for me, yeah, there's just a little bit of like, oh, you, you really missed a trick there. Um, and I think that that maybe is maybe the consensus from what I've seen on Twitter as well with a couple of things but yeah so I know I appreciate as well that the last couple of years it's been really difficult for game development you know props to them they've had to kind of sort their own work from home stations out you know maybe it's a little bit better now and maybe we'll see you know a massive improvement next year and then the year after you know kind of making up for the fact that we'll all be back together again um so won't shit on that too much because obviously it's been a hard hard tough time for everybody including you know, people who need offices need, you know, they don't have the, the type of equipment at home. So I think, and as well, pro what Miles said, it isn't just, you know, a conference that we're all watching 45 minutes of chatter at. Um, so yeah, highs and lows, not much to, no, nothing special really there to add apart from Halloween fruit. <laughs> Halloween fruit. Oh man, the last four episodes of just us coming up with random stuff to entertain ourselves. I was talking about just it's just a, a wonderful list of things. We're game drunk, okay, people. We're game drunk. <laughs> I wonder what philosophical debate we're going to have today. I'm looking forward to I what topic it's the, be. Yeah, I quite liked the philosophical debate from yesterday with The Last of Us. That was good. Yeah. 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 You'll get to hear that up on, later, uh, but yeah, you'll hear that on Saturday the nineteenth. Yeah. If you're interested in our spoiler, very very spoiler filled packed episode of uh, the Fingers Podcast, where we talk all about The Last of Us Part Two. A year later, because this is the first time we've been able to do it. Amazing. Ross, what did you think of E3? Well, thanks for asking with no prompt whatsoever. Um, That's okay. I, I 
I enjoyed. I always enjoy E3. I think it's um, it's so dumb most of the time, especially at the moment where developers are debating whether or not they even need E3. Publishers are like, do we even really need to be there? I mean, the the lack of presence from Sony is such a testament to that about how they've got their state of plays now, and they're not really that fussed. Maybe they don't have, they don't have a lot to show right now. Who knows? Totally agree. Yeah, but. You know, it's it, it's a fun way to kill a few hours <laughs> for a few days is watching, you know, essentially adverts. You know, we're essentially watching giant corporations and we're tuning in, begging them to show us adverts. And it's it's such a weird thing, but I've really enjoyed it this year, uh, particularly the Xbox conference. I thought that was amazing. And as a whole, I don't think E3 will survive if it carries on like this, um, because as you've said, there is like 20% gold and the rest of it is just stuff that people aren't really all that fussed about. Um, and you, you go to the big ones like Xbox and Nintendo to go for, for, for their first party stuff. And, you know, we'll get into Nintendo stuff in a minute, but it's, you know, it's a mixed bag again. And for those moments, E3 make it worth it for those moments of gold. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to get here eventually. Um, and, you know, it's nice to be surprised as well by things and you know i was certainly surprised by a few things and uh yeah we'll get into those later as well so it's there's i don't think there's a future for e3 i think these digital conferences they could happen any time of the year the beauty of e3 before covid was that it was an event that people went to a physical place in la that people went to and played games and it became you know like like i said it's um it's it's game of christmas and people would go there and play all the new games and talk about them and really dissect them. And we'd sit at home and just watch the conferences and have a wonderful time. And now it feels like, you know, it's it's being almost forced on us <laughs> with these digital conferences in, in, in the sense that, yes, they could do them all year round, but for some reason they've chosen this, this time to do it. And they're not even, you know, they don't even like, they're not even called like E3 conferences. The Xbox thing was like a, an Xbox Bethesda showcase. It wasn't the E3 Xbox showcase like there has been in the past. So there's, you know, there's a lot of things up in the air about E3 these days. So I don't think, I think this was Sony, a good advert for it. Sorry, yeah, I think, so, no, 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 I completely agree with you. I think Sony really started that rift of kind of saying, actually, we're going to do our own thing, which is exactly like E3, but it's just not E3. We just want to be by ourselves. And I think that a lot of E3 was that excitement of, you know, seeing, you know, those kind of small, like not smaller developers, but I guess, you know, those those developers like Square Enix and then building up to the Sony versus Microsoft. And that was kind of the, the kind of crescendo of E3, wasn't it? Of like, mm. who's going to shit on who that year? Um, and, you know, I think I said it in my, in a couple of podcasts ago, that mic drop where we had Spider-Man, we had Horizon, we had God of War, you know, and then this year, Mike, you know, Microsoft really came through. And yeah. so, you know, without Sony being there and people are still comparing this year, Sony versus Microsoft and it's like I think now that Sony have Sony have started that rift and I think that it's kind of like another metaphor coming it's kind of like when JD left Scrubs spoiler um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know and you know the show the show's great and you love the show still but it's not the same and I think that you know maybe other conferences will start to follow and I think you're right with them not even saying it's the E3 showcase it's now the Microsoft Bethesda showcase you know or um they're all kind of starting to do their own thing and Nintendo Direct. It's not even called E3's Nintendo anymore. You know? mm. um, so, yeah, you make a, a solid point there, Oscar. I, I mean, Nintendo were the first to kind of bounce out. And yeah. 
that was direct started years ago now. That's, I've, I've I think Sony's been years. the most noticeably though. Like Sony has literally sure. been like weeks before and been like, mic drop. Yeah. Um, whereas at and, least Nintendo's kind of shoved on the end somewhere. And we, you know, we would go, yeah, Xbox had a fantastic conference, but they had no competition. Yeah, exactly. If, if as great as we know that conference was, um, and it was, it was brilliant. Would we be saying that if Sony went out and brought Horizon and God of War and, you know, that's how you're competitive. That's what's fun for the people watching is comparing the two. And so when one of them turns up, has a great show, but there's nothing really to compare it to, that, you know, did they have a great show? Or was it just yeah. because we had nothing Running else to feast on of that level? You know, <laughs> Well, the like, Xbox fanboys are probably loving it. Yeah, and so they should. They've been so thirsty for stuff <laughs> exactly. for so long. I don't. I don't begrudge you know. them this. I mean, the, absolutely. The, the, fair play. Have it. Have it when you can. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of the banter as well. Like I, re- I think it was 2014s, was it, when Microsoft kind of dropped the ball and they announced the Xbox One, and Sony did their conference and they did that like 10 second skit of how to like lend a friend your game. Yeah. Like I thought that was wicked, and that's kind of the the magic of E3 is the two of them kind of playing off each other, but in that really kind of friendly banter kind of way. And yeah. although the fanboys obviously take it very seriously, I always got the sense they were always kind of in that bit of friendly competition of, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to announce this or we're going to one-up you and then you're going to try and do that to us. And I just feel, like you said, Ross, this one was kind of just a bit sterile. It was kind of like, here are the conferences. They're all called directs now. They're called presentations. And it's not really an E3 event. It's just one guy telling you all about these different games, showing you them, and then that's it. There's no mm-hmm. kind of like fun to it i don't think as much as there was no and it's it's sony that says oh we don't need e3 but then we go yeah but we want you at e3 we want you to have that toe-to-toe with xbox because that's what we that's what we live for every year to see it yeah that's and, what makes it fun. you know it's like yeah you may not of course you don't need it you're the market leader you can just do whatever you want but please get involved because it's so much fun and it's so sony much fun for all of us you know and yeah they've they've decided to go off and do their thing and i think i think more than ever this is not the first time sony's not been there but the, it's been a really noticeable year that sony wasn't there mm-hmm. and it's probably because microsoft had such a strong showing i agree two years isn't it two three yeah. years since sony three years now three yeah. Years, so, yeah. sony needs to be careful as well because although their state of plays are nice for showing off you know one or two games at a time or a few smaller games it's not the same as when you come out punching at an e3 like microsoft have just done and i think we spoke about obviously the microsoft conference and how many good games they've shown there and how many they didn't show and i think there's a there's an element of microsoft will build up that momentum each year if they keep going to e3 and announcing all these different things and sony just do their state of plays you know once every few months and just do one or two games at a time it just doesn't create that same sense of momentum that you know we've talked about sony's previous e3s and how good they were and i think that went a long way to actually building up that kind of hype for a lot of those games um which they'll miss out on if they don't yeah. really go to e3 and again. you know the last e3 they were at that was it was the one where they showed off um the last of us part two's gameplay the first time we saw the the barn dance scene with ellie and dina and that was the last time they were there. And it was really weird because they they were shuffling people through rooms and they showed off um, The Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima and Spider-Man. I think there was something else as well. And it was a great showing because those, those, they had those four big first party titles. But that was it. And then, you know, it was like, okay, well, we're off now. And it, wor- it makes me worried for this, for this holiday. 
if Xbox do stick to their guns and they release Forza and Halo this Christmas, what have Sony got? Because Horizon is still not confirmed for 2021. Mm. And that's it, it worries me because I'm like, well, what are we going to be playing this Christmas? Maybe that's why they're not at E3. Maybe they just maybe that's why they had nothing to go even like another show this year. They just yeah. had a state of play ready for, you know, or, or half ready. Um, and, you know, we can show a bit of Horizon, even though we're not necessarily got a release date. But that's all we've really got. I think you're absolutely right that there's probably not actually that much on the Sony roster um, available at this point. Yeah, I mean, um, we can't. I can't complain about it. You know, in in six months of the PS5, we've had we've had Demon Souls, Returnal, and Ratchet and Clank, and those are three very very strong first party games. But for the rest of the year, it looks really really barren. Yeah, know? I was. I was going to say, even, you know, having had my PS5 now since it kind of launched, you know, most of the games I play are all still PS4 games. Um, you know, I played Demon's Souls. I loved it. I, I tried Returnal. Um, I haven't bought it myself, but I will get around to playing it eventually. And I do want to get Ratchet and Clank, but the, the price is still a little bit steep for me. And I think you've got a really fair point. I hadn't even thought about the rest of this year. And there's nothing specifically for the PS5 that you're looking at and going, yeah, that's that's what I'm aiming for now. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with them not being here is that we don't know. And that's it's it's a worrying place to be if you're a Sony fan, I think. Or we've just simply forgotten because they had their PS5 state of play like, what, like eight, seven, a year ago, however long it was, where we saw Stray, we saw Kino, and then Forbidden West was at the end um, as the announcement. And it could be just the case that when you do it that much before E3... We, we've forgotten about it we, we don't care you know we know it's coming but actually now e3 comes along we're like okay but what, what about everybody else and you know people are still saying you know and they have that their own kind of solo state of players that like they did with ratchet like they did with forbidden west but well they could still do that couldn't they with a whole roster yeah at some point you know Absolutely. short. i guess shortly. so i guess you're right actually when was it when was the last when the, when they showed like stray and well it was around this time of year but i don't know whether it was still a few weeks from now yeah it was yeah. it was it was it was june of last year wasn't it because yeah. they may as they might drop one you just don't know but i think that yeah it's tough isn't it because by that point depending on when they do it but yeah you're completely right actually they might just drop it but i, I like you said i think it's the momentum and i think sony do need to be careful yeah um, i think so Kina yeah, is a good the, show actually i forgot about Kina. Do, do you remember the um that there was a, a, a sort of leaked list of what might be available by the end of the year um and stray and ghostwire tokyo were both down for uh, October and Deathloop was down for this year, but obviously that's now mm. been shunted along. So they had more of a showing, you know, they, they're straight and Ghostwire Tokyo could still come and could Forbidden West come, could yeah. still come before the end of the year. Yeah. I think maybe we're just maybe jumping the gun slightly. They they could still come out swinging with something very, very shortly. And, and hopefully like a whole, a whole showcase of really interesting titles um, or, or you know, updates and release dates for stuff that we uh, that we know about. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely could, mm. but it's but it's that it, absence is It's not in the it's not yeah. in the hype time. You know, it's yeah. not in the time where they we're make all... their own hype time, Russ. Yeah, but they, do they? they have their they have their own hype time? This is all Sony. This is all about us. We don't care yeah. about it competing with anyone else. Oh, I've actually forgotten about Ghostwire Tokyo because it's a game I'm actually really interested in playing. But yeah, so thanks for reminding yeah. me of that one. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I thought I was going to see it in one of the conferences, but I think yeah. Deathloop is still down for September as well. I think that's the new date was September sometime. Sure, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. It is coming Deathloop soon. is a is a good shout. So, 
yeah, I think the only things. The only I think the only major PS5 or PS4 exclusive that we saw throughout the whole of E3 was Babylon's Fall, and that's oh, yeah. quite and that's quite sad. And that didn't look. <laughs> it didn't yeah, look it wasn't we were, exactly we the best all, showing. <laughs> yeah, disappointed by how that had changed. Like it looked mysterious and interesting, and now it looks really dull. Yeah, and if Sony if Sony have got something up their sleeve, they probably went. You know what, Babylon's Fall, you can keep that. I'm not going to put that into our conference. <laughs> we'll do our own thanks with uh, God of War and Horizon and Spidey 2 and I guess I suppose you can count Final Fantasy 7 Remake Integrators and exclusive as well so you know yeah maybe I'm getting a board, but I just, I'm just worried that there's no firm dates for things yet yeah I think it no, is you're absolutely right on dates though yeah righty uh, anyway enough about Sony you weren't even there that was like 10 minutes on Sony I'm not even there uh, cut it out <laughs> um, Nintendo did have their direct um, this afternoon and uh, we're not going to go through them one by one because one we haven't got time because there's more stuff to talk about and two eh, you know so um, I'll just go I'll absolutely list them if you want to mention anything about them just um, just you know put your metaphorical hand up um, by unmuting or something um, not that I can see them because I'm looking at a different page but just make some noise there we go uh, ah. well pretty much yeah that'll do perfect um, Kazuya from Tekken is coming to Super Smash Brothers. Um, there's going to be a deep dive on June the 28th. So there's very little information about that right now, but it's happening. But if you're looking for Smash, great stuff. Yeah, no one plays Smash on this podcast. Nobody cares. You can see Tumbleweed going. <laughs> I didn't by. want to say it, but I also couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Life is Strange, the remastered and True Colors is coming to Switch on September 10th. So that's nice. It's going to be interesting to see how True Colors runs on the Switch. But there we go. Um, and so is Guardians of the Galaxy, which is coming out on September 26th from uh, Square Enix and Eidos Montreal. But that is going to be the cloud version of Guardians of the Galaxy. So you can only play that game if you have a very fancy internet connection. Um, and then we've got a quick scissor reel of Worms Rumble, Deer Villages, and Two Point Campus. The sixth time, I think, the trailer for Two Point Campus has been shown in E3. Honestly, that game is just being hard about, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoever's in charge of their PR is doing a cracking job because everyone took... Everyone went, yep, we'll have that. Thank you very much. Um, we got an announcement of a 20th anniversary remaster oh. of Super Monkey Ball 1, 2, and Deluxe. Sorry, go. Sorry, uh, Dear Villagers is a is the developer. Um, the game is called Astria Ascending. Oh, fucking hell, of course it is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's all right. Um, but that looks really cool. But I've, I've, we've seen it before, but it looks cool. Yep, it does look cool. You're absolutely right. And then we've got Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania from Sega coming on October 5th. Uh, seemingly exclusively to Switch, but I, I will have that confirmed at some point. Um, and then we got Mario Party Superstars coming on October 29th, uh, which is a kind of collection of all the best Mario Party levels. Uh, Mario Party is great, so that's a that's probably going to be a fun collection um, to jump into. And then we got the first kind of like mic drop moment of Nintendo's conference, which was Metroid Dread, a 2D Metroid, which was first announced back in 2004. So 17 years later, here it is. Wow. Yeah, Jesus, I did not know that backstory. I just thought it looked cool. I was just going to come on here and say it was one of the few Nintendo games I was actually interested in. Mm, well, it, they said it was, it was 19 great. years since the last release, wasn't it? And I think that was Fusion. Is yeah. that right? And then, yeah, 17 years since it was actually announced, which is just ridiculous. That is is that now a record? Is that <laughs> better like Duke, than Nukem Duke Nukem? Levels, yeah. yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. That might be a uh, record. Yeah, I, I remember like years ago people will watch I'll, I'll be watching like hype videos people like oh maybe metroid dread will be announced and i think people just gave up on it yeah i think i think the the hype gave up just it 10 died. years ago <laughs> yeah and now it's back so there you go 
and it looks great as well it looks really good does look really cool i think it looks i think it looks very old school which is both good and bad like i want it to be old school as well as i don't like i don't it doesn't Mm. look like it's it it looks a little bit like duke nukem like it hasn't actually modernized with the times like it's still very very much exactly the same game which is Mm. fine um and and that may be great but yeah Mm. it's a little bit old school looking yeah and that's due out on october the 8th so not long to wait for that one uh, then we got another trailer for Just Dance 2022. And then we got a, a new cruising game. I don't know if you guys remember cruising. It was on the N64. Um, cruising USA. It was utterly awful. And this doesn't look any better. So <laughs> I think it's going to be a pretty terrible game. I thought exactly that when I watched it. I was like, mm, that looks like a really old arcade game that's just been, you know, a little lick of paint. It looks, yeah, yeah I won't bother. Thanks. Is, is it one of those that's like so bad you kind of have fun at how bad it is? Or is it just plain bad oh it's just bad i'm so aware i played it in the arcades was it was it a, yeah like an yeah, arcade yeah. Game? yeah um yeah cruising worlds was it an arcade game yeah and that was the sequel it was yeah it was bad uh dragon ball z kakarot uh is coming out with a bunch of new content um looking great must have a massive audience still getting supported good for them uh mario golf super rush is coming out on june 25th which is very very close now 10 days away um it, it looks bad it looks like a lot of fun yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. with that. I saw that earlier, and I was like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd give that a pop." Yeah, for sure. It looks maybe like not a... for fifty quid, but I'd give it a pop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not quite sure how you're going to get it, but <laughs> Nintendo don't, you know, cut with their prices, do they? They do not. They do not. No. no. Uh, then we got another look at Monster Hunter Stories Two. Um, this was also shown at Capcom's Capcom's showing last night, which was terrible. So we won't go into that. Um, and then a new WarioWare is coming out called Get It Together, September 10th. Did this Mate. Did this actually look good? Mario, WarioWare is so great. It is so much fun. So much fun. On the Wii, it yeah. is the best thing ever. It is so hilarious. I hope it's like, got some good gameplay to it because it looked like awful. It's was, The gameplay is fantastic. Yeah, like, the graphical style of that looked crap. But yeah, it, it was such so a patient defense from Ross and Kat there. Yeah, maybe it's just that they were like, Because so <laughs> I watched that. I've not played a Wario game in a long time. Probably like really, really old ones. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, that just was like, oh. It's hard to explain, but you've got like three seconds to finish these very mundane activities. And you're selling it three, well, yeah. Okay. And they, they come after one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. And you've got, you've got like a very small amount of time to complete them. Otherwise, you can't go on to the next one. Yeah, and it's just as a party game, it's just so much fun. It's so fun, and there'll be stuff like you have to drink the water, but if you lift your like controller too fast, you chuck it all over your face, and then you lose that round. Um, it's just dumb stuff like that. Yeah, I, okay. I don't know if you remember the eye toy. It's kind yeah, of yeah, very yeah. similar to the eye toy, where you kind of have those mini games and you go from one to another. But it is really, really good fun if you have yeah. the right, right kind of friends. It feels like a bunch give of it a little bit of lick of paint, though. That's um, <laughs> I hope, I'm glad it is fun. I, I mean, I'm sure Nintendo are known for their gameplay over graphics all the time, but you know that that just it wasn't a great looking game. Yeah, they've always kind of had that um, aesthetic, WarioWare, because yeah. I reckon in the Wii it, it looked very similar to that as well. Mm. Um, but the further back you go, the more that that style was like, oh, well, it might just be the graphics we can manage. <laughs> Whereas now <laughs> it's now like, why are we it? still doing it like that? <laughs> this is a choice now. <laughs> yeah, The one on the DS, I can't remember the name of it. but That yeah, might be what you, I played. Using the touchscreen and the stylus for, the, for a WarioWare game was just genius. And I fell in love with it there. It was fantastic. Um, and then we got Shin Megami Tensei Five coming to uh, Switch on October twelfth. Um, is that a Toby game? So I want to be 
woohoo about this. Um, Shin Megami Tensei is fucking hard RPG series. Mm. And so I, th- I wonder if I'll play it and just be like, Jesus, this is just you know unenjoyable because it's so hard but yeah i i'm 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 down for it i will i will give it a go that one's also um was announced along with the switch right so for that to come up again and wow. have an actual release date that's also a big deal not a mu- not as much of a big deal as metroid uh, dread but mm. um yeah that's five years waiting for anything except a, a cinematic cutscene for that okay cool nice one uh yeah now it's got a firm release date so yeah bring it on um, and then we got a Danganronpa game, Decadence, coming out later this year. I, I'm not into Danganronpa at all, but um, I know it's got a massive audience. So. Sean's been a fan of certain ones, hasn't he? Yeah. He does like them. I imagine it's going to, uh, yeah, the fan base is probably very happy. Um, and then we got a quick, some quick sizzle announcements. Doom Eternal, the Ancient Gods DLC is coming to Switch today. Tony Hawk's 1 and 2 is also due very, very soon. And Strange Brigade! is out today on Nintendo Switch. Man, I love Strange Brigade. It's so good. And it's so underappreciated. I really think you should play it if you haven't already. Strange Brigade is really, really fun. And then we got the same trailer again from Mario Rabbids, uh, Sparks of Hope, which is coming out on 2022. And then Advance Wars is back. Advance Wars Reboot Count 1 and 2. These are games that were, what, Game Boy Advance, I want to say? Um, very, very classic games um, getting rebooted for Nintendo Switch in a pack coming in December. Absolutely amazing um, games. and. Yeah, that's very exciting. Very nearly made me get a Switch there and then, to be honest. Hype mode activated for Advanced Force, big time. Um, and then we finished off with a trio of Zelda announcements. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamities expansion pass begins on June the 18th, so very, very close now. Um, we've got a Zelda game and watch coming, uh, including Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Link's Awakening, and a watch game called... Oh, that looks, that looks so cute, though. I love little game and watch uh, machines. If they brought those out on a more regular basis with, with you know, slightly more, you know, like this has got three games in it. That's a mm-hmm. far more impressive little piece of kit. Usually it's just got one game and it's a really old school thing. Um, so I quite like that. I, I would play Link's Awakening on a little thing like that. I quite like them. Cool. Uh, anyone else interested in this? They did look cute. This little pocket yeah. thing that you could, you know. The little package that it came yeah, in. Yeah, it was oh. very cute. It was very cute. <laughs> I want more of them. I do if, think you're right. I think they should release more quite re- quite recently, quite frequently, and you know it might get a lot of hype, and people would collect them. And but yeah, no, I would, I'd, I'd go for that. It did have kind of like a collectible vibe to it when I kind Does, of watched it. Yeah, cool. I used to have one, one of the old original ones. I'm sure Sean has a couple of them. Nice. They are. They're cool. They were like LCD calculator screens back in the day. You played a game <laughs> like on an LCD screen. <laughs> you sound like a really old man now. I am. Yeah. It was from like the earliest, the early nineties, maybe even late eighties. It was really old. Oh <laughs> uh, god, yeah. Cat, uh, you're not even thirty yet. Don't even, don't even try that with me. <laughs> you're twenty. You're, you're very nearly there though. I am very nearly there. I'm, very yeah, nearly there. yeah, very nearly there. Oh. And then we finished off with the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild two. Uh, which that isn't the official title doesn't appear to have a title yet but um they're aiming for 2022 which tells me this is going to come out in 2023 <laughs> um tobes i know you're hyped for breath of the wild too so uh, what, yeah. what do you think um it is just so great to hear that it's um still happening and it's still on track we've been waiting for that news for probably three years um since the since the first one um yeah i'm just i'm just really pleased there was some nice um some nice shots um some very 
you know interesting things that I'm, I'm i'm interested to watch a few people's you know youtube reactions or like breakdowns of what they're seeing in those people who know the game even better than me people who know all the lore and i'm like mm, what does this mean what part of that is you know going to mean that because there was definitely some some very dark and foreboding things maybe some of those um uh, you know spider walker things with the with the jelly legs them robots i can't remember what they were called um that they, there was some stuff that looked like those there was some there was some definitely like um sky levels and sort of over hyrule levels and and some of it looked really interesting and some definitely some interesting powers he was sliding through a floor at one point um which was a sort of you know go through walls go through floors sort of power so i'm i'm you know encouraged and i hope it's i hope we just continue to see more and you know maybe give it another few months before we see anything else maybe six months but it's more likely that we'll we'll see stuff over the course of the end of this year and, and next year, yeah. building up to hopefully a release before the end of next year. I think you're probably right, of course, but I'm going to cross my fingers for next year. Yeah. There was still you no... might as well buy it day one because it will never go down in price. <laughs> Ever. Yep, that's how Nintendo sell things now, isn't it? We're not going to make things cheaper, so you might as well get it day one. Sorry, guys. I waited and waited and waited for Breath of Fire to, uh, to sorry, Breath of Fire, Breath of the Wild to, to, um, to go down in price. I waited and waited and it never did. And eventually six months later, I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just buy a Switch and play the thing. <laughs> and, and I'm still looking at it now and it's like, it's still 50 quid now. Yeah. <laughs> it's three and a half years later. Yeah. It's 60 pound on the store, on the uh, Switch store. It's ridiculous. Which is insane. And it went, it had a, it had a, I think it was a 12% discount once. Wow. During Black Friday, and it was Careful. still like it was still like fifty-two pounds or something, completely insane. Jesus, Nintendo, don't be too generous. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, anyone else hyped for Breath of the Wild two? Yeah, definitely. I didn't um didn't ever actually get around to playing the original one, but I kind of followed it as it came out, and I remember hearing all the stats about how it had sold more than the actual console had sold, and everyone was just raving about it. And it was such a massive game, um, and it was kind of one of those like generational games where it was kind of like one of those games that people are going to look back on and they're going to say is kind of has defined that kind of generation. I think in terms of open world, there was a lot of fatigue around kind of open world games for a couple of years. And I think that just kind of reignited just how good open world games can be. Um, So even if I never end up playing it, I just think it's amazing that a series that's been running as long as Zelda has still manages to innovate and make themselves such huge events every time one comes out um yeah i just think you've got to respect it like i don't know how they do it every time yeah no you're absolutely right uh cat do you like zelda yeah i love zelda um i just i get so annoyed at miles because he puts everything so eloquently and here i am talking about fucking halloween candy and he's just like innovative <laughs> blah, blah 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 and i'm like oh that's so nicely you've got the metaphors he's got the eloquent long words yeah so you, just gotta... <laughs> you sum things up a lot better than i do basically <laughs> this is why miles writes more reviews than me and i'm on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah you, uh, can you sum up your uh your, your excitement for breath of the wild 2 in a metaphor um probably not because i've not played the first one but i know i know of the hype oh yes i can um i've never been to glastonbury but i know it's badass there you go 
I'm just as hyped. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just like when you tell someone to be funny on the spot you can't do that because it does equally becomes funny and now i have a shit metaphor on the you did set a high bar with the halloween one too far. <laughs> well, yeah there you go um but yeah no i am really excited I, it is a game just like toby was saying that i kept looking at and looking at and looking at and i was like it's 60 pounds um and now i'm just gonna have to bite the bullet and do it so i think i'll definitely give it a while before breath of the wild 2 comes am out I, am i the only one on the pod again who's played an rpg <laughs> Fully all the way through. No, nope, I've, I've 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 played and beaten Breath of the Wild. Okay, Phew. yeah, but I uh, I I no longer have a Switch, so you're gonna have to rebuy, rebuy one. My 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 hype is being tempered by my own bank account. <laughs> yeah, but the more you see, the more you see of it, the more you're gonna be like, well, okay, I have to go back and get another Switch again. I I I had a Switch and sold it, and I bought another one. I will <laughs> um, tell you something. When when um when Animal Crossing added their Super Mario DLC. I was on Amazon. Close. I yeah, was so close. close. <laughs> like I was like, I mean, I I absolutely blitzed Animal Crossing. I put like seven hundred hours into it. But yeah, to sum up, I will play it before the second one comes out. But I do, I follow it just like Miles. I know a lot of people who are very very hyped by it. I really didn't expect it to come this E3. A lot, you know, some people said, "Oh, Breath of the Wild two, Breath of the Wild two. And I think I thought to myself, "That's too soon. It is too soon for them to release that, or, or even you know hint towards it." And you know, fair play to Nintendo because they did. I think short of Elden Ring, it's probably the thing that gets shouted on comments yeah. that you, you know, the live Absolutely. comment thing yeah, the most. Yeah. Yeah. Breath of the Wild 2, Breath of the Wild 2. Just That's why I didn't expect it this year. I was like, nah. Complete insanity every time in the comments field. Yeah. But I think just imagine the backlash if they hadn't have shown it, given Nintendo's actual showing otherwise without it. Like, I think <laughs> Nintendo are like, we have to give them something, even if it's like the tiniest trailer, just give us something to kind of satiate them a little bit. Mm. The long-term fans are like, Metroid Dread, I'm, I'm sold, I'm down. This is the greatest Nintendo Direct ever. And then all the new ones are going, what? Metroid? Yeah. <laughs> what they don't even that? know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they know who Samus is, but some, somehow she's really popular for some reason, like probably from um, Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, yeah. 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 And then, but then none of them have played any of the games because you can't even buy those systems <laughs> for the last 10, 15 years. <laughs> did, anybody, yeah. um, did anybody play Hyrule Warriors? Because I really like Musou games and that was I one played that... played the demo. I also played the demo. Yeah, I've not played, I've not actually got the game though. Yeah, because I'm kind of, if I was going to get a Switch, I think Hyrule Warriors and Breath of the Wild would be the two games i pick up first. Nintendo games are expensive. You've got to yeah. really want it. You know? <laughs> You've got to commit. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if you know, Miles, but they're £60. <laughs> and they don't get that in price. Don't you? You've got to, yeah, you've got to really want to commit to a Nintendo game if you're going to go for it. So Hyrule yeah. Wars didn't, didn't grab me in the same way, unfortunately. I use mine for RPGs. It's a retro machine most of the time, so it's loving all the remasters, the legend of mana and stuff. That will be straight on there. Yeah, it's a review machine as well, isn't it? It is a bit of a games. review machine, yes. Yeah, the random Switch games every now and then. Uh, right then, let's um, let's move on. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we didn't see again at Nintendo. We didn't see any new Super Mario game. We didn't see Bayonetta 3. We didn't see Metro Prime yeah. 4. You know, there's still a lot that Nintendo have got to go as well. So we'll see. I actually totally forgot about Bayonetta 3. The first one is like one of the best hack and slash kind of fighting games I've played. And I was really sad when they announced it was going exclusive to Nintendo. Um, But yeah, they've been working on it for a while now, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was first development in hell. Yeah. 2018. It was first announced. Is it still a platinum or have they changed developer? I believe it's still with platinum. Oh, I wonder what's going on. You are currently making something else, aren't they? 
Babylon's, Babylon's fall, Babylon. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Oh. Maybe they should be focusing on Bayonetta instead. Yeah, I was going to say, given the trailer they showed off for Babylon, I think they uh, could do well just to give up on that and go back to what they're good at. <laughs> Please go back to Bayonetta Platinum. We love you. <laughs> just you. go make a game that we know you'll, you'll make good. Yeah. Uh, right, then, let's get into our, our favourite bits of uh, E3. Um, we've uh, each chosen one or two or three things, and we're going to talk about our highlights. Oh, is it meant to be just one or two or three? <laughs> no. Oh, Toby! <laughs> I've got like 10 here. Okay, well, go. Go for it. I don't care. I'm in no rush. I'm still just watching football. So <laughs> take as long as you want. <laughs> I'll try and keep it to less. Um, okay, well, my absolute two, if I go for two and then I'll and then I'll reel off some others, um, would be uh, Elden Ring. So the Summer Game Fest managed to finish off in great style with uh, giving us full gameplay, proper trailer of Elden Ring. It's full of interesting stuff. The interviews that have followed have been insane. So there's been an hour-long interview on IGN about all the different stuff you're going to get up to in that game. And I read the entire thing. Um, and I'm absolutely hyped. It's going to be great. The uh, George R.R. Martin sort of background lore and world-building stuff sounds like it has been massively incorporated into a story that's hopefully a lot more um, absorbable than than your average Dark Souls game with all the lore. It's not going to be hidden away. It's going to be much more sort of there, um, like Sekiro's story was. Um, but sort of halfway between the two. And yeah, just seeing that trailer was, you know, that is the hype machine. And we've been, they, they've been clamoring for that trailer for two and a half years, at least and now just on and on and on. It's all I ever see. It's all everyone's ever reported. There's whole communities around Elden Ring waiting just waiting for it just having podcasts every single day on you or youtube videos every single day waiting for elden ring and i'm just like are they going to be okay when now because the, the elden ring you know waiting has ended you know that it's out you know that it's real you know that it's um coming and it's it's a strange thing when in suddenly when a community is built around something that's not really there and not really happening and when it finally happens does that community just dissolve away? Um, so yeah, it's been fun waiting for Elden Ring. Will it be as good to play it? The other absolute top of all of E3 was um, finally seeing a, it was a cinematic, but at least I know it's real, of uh, Plague Tale Requiem, which was um, the incredible, uh, you know, medieval Europe uh, rats as you know, flowing water game from a, a few years back that was just incredible to play. Um, beautifully self-contained story with some really great characters. It's one of the only games that's ever made me care about escort missions. Um, and it was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. One of the most stunning games on the PS4. And then this one looks like it's going to continue that on. It's some of the best graphics we saw um, for anything, for the entire conference, all of the, you know, every single game developer out there, this little indie studio seemed to be as good as Forza, and th those two were the, the best graphics going. Um, and, you know, you're going to get to control rats and throw rats at priests and, and, and command the tidal waves of rats. It's just going to be great, and I can't wait for the, the lovely little French story that will go with it, and I really hope it's as good as I want it to be. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I don't overhype it for myself. 
really quick versions of then of the rest so um replaced was really cool we hardly saw any of it but a really cool pixel art adventure um sort of cyberpunk thing looks really really fun the fact that hades is coming to xbox and i can finally play hades absolutely brilliant the most sort of upcoming game that you know we're actually going to get get to this year that i'm that i'm psyched for is far cry 6 i think that looks absolutely fantastic you know the, the ups the, the highs and lows of that look, look incredible and far cry is always so much fun um and then to have things like you know breath of the world 2 and shin megami tensei i you know the rpg lover in me is very happy with with what's being um being shown Oden chronicle coming to um xbox there's been some nice little indie games like trek to yomi from the devolver digital um showcase which is this samurai looking thing that's um taken the black and white from ghost of tsushima and has made that into a sort of 2d game that looks incredible um death's door um, which is a little indie one sort of a dark souls indie game with crows as as the fighters and i was like yep yeah, okay i'm down um that looks great too um and then i'll cap it off with um the the, the absolute most fun thing to see and then just sort of get ridiculously angry about and also um just what is this and um and also just the in jokes that have cut, happened off the back of it um with stranger of paradise final fantasy origins um the game is the story of an angry man according to the developer and i'm like yep the guy just screams at you for the whole trailer he's shouting he's killing little animals with things and saying die already and shouting about chaos and the whole thing is just nuts completely nuts and yet at the same time the interviews so far have said it's really final fantasy like you will feel the final fantasy-ness flow through it the blood of this game and i'm like bollocks that's absolute bollocks the fact, the fact that it's got garland in is like the only thing that looks final fantasy about it at all the um the main character's um t-shirt has been on twitter for all you know like the last two or three days just why is a final fantasy character wearing a t-shirt <laughs> i just think that's really funny um it's just something weird about it after all of the ornate costumes that, that they usually wear um, so yeah, my sort of highlight for all the wrong reasons um, was uh, was Stranger of Paradise. I have downloaded the demo, the demo as well, and when we come to the next podcast, I will hopefully be able to tell you what that plays like. Sweet, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I watched a uh, playthrough of it today on Eurogamer. Oh god, okay. I mean, I was watching Eva Wilson play, who's she's a fantastic Souls player. Like she can like walk through Dark Souls three. And she's also a massive Final Fantasy fan. So she was the perfect person to play it. And she's like, it's it's like a bad Souls and a bad Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> so it's like, it's somewhere in the middle of like the worst versions of both of those genres. <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be on the story to carry it then. All about chaos. Yeah. I just I just can't wait to see just how bad it is. Yeah. Or, or feel just how bad it is rather than actually play it. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to hearing your impressions of it. Because... <laughs> Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, cool. Yeah, I think mine are pretty much the same, to be honest. Uh, barring Elden Ring. But um, yeah, getting that in a minute. Kat, your favourite stuff from E3? Uh, my favourite stuff, probably... Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> out of all of them. They all merge together, don't they? I guess favourite Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a good, that was a good showing that I didn't really expect to like and did. Um, 
big fan of Back for Blood and 12 Minutes are probably my highlights. Um, there's also um, a cute little indie game um, from Devolver that um, really caught my eye and really reminds me of Don't Starve. And that was Wizards with a Gun. And that's set for 22. Um, but I'll be keeping my eye on that one because it does look really cute. And it does look very kind of Don't starve And if you don't know what Don't Starve is, it's kind of like a sandbox survival, kind of a very Tim Burton-y um, play style. You've got to, you know, you've got to kind of keep your sanity up. You've got to keep your health up. You've got to be not hungry. And there's loads of different ways, you know, you've got to uh, also, f- you know, go against the weather you've got to go against uh, enemies you've got to kill enemies you know you've only got so much of an axe you need an axe to you know <laughs> chop down trees but you need to make the axe and it's just so fun and that looked very very similar so that's caught my eye too but other than that um oh and two point campus I know we've seen its death, but I really love two point um I love theme hospital and I can do a pretty good impression of the woman so do it, um do it do it do it okay wait, wait, no because now it's probably gonna sound awful but it, it does get it does get better so hold on wait, wait, what, what do you want me to say psych no <laughs> now i've got stage fright psychiatry no 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 no. we've got stage fright i'll do it for you one day um doctor <sighs> attending psychiatry please <laughs> oh you know. yeah um, so yeah, big fan of campus. Um, and I think that's set for 22, isn't it, as well? So I've got mm-hmm. a bit of a wait. So, but yeah, those are my those are my highlights, those are my favorites. Nice. What about you, Roscoe? <laughs> I'll ask Miles first. I'll All be nice. right then. All right then. Uh Miles, your E3 highlights. So kind, so kind. Oh, um... well, you know, I'm a gentleman if that is. <laughs> Not like me, who still hasn't asked you yet. What a bastard I am. Yeah, fuck you, Miles. Get on with it. <laughs> yeah, fuck me. Get me off the podcast. Um, yeah, so a lot of mine have been covered. Um, like Toby, I am super psyched for Elden Ring. Um, I've now played all of the Souls games, and Elden Ring just looks like an amalgamation of loads of the different ideas and systems and story kind of innovations they've done. And I'm just really excited to play that. But Toby's already covered in detail, so I won't dwell on that too long. Um, my second one was also Plague Tale 2. Um, like Toby, also adored the first one. I thought the they just nailed the kind of atmosphere and the aesthetic of the kind of rat swarm. And it was really dark and moody, but it also had that really good story to kind of carry you through and, you know, really felt kind of connected to those characters. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do next. And like Toby said, it was just absolutely gorgeous from the, the trailer that they showed off. Um, so my other highlights were 12 minutes, like Kat mentioned. Um, I'm particularly excited for what Arcane Studios is going to do with Redfall. Um, I kind of spoke about it quite a lot on the last pod, um, about how much I kind of, you know, really rate the work that they do in all the other games that they've made. And I'm really excited to see what they kind of bring to that kind of genre of, it looks like it's going to be the kind of four player co-op experience. Um, so with their kind of level design and the way that they create their worlds and the kind of the depth of the classes and systems in terms of weapons and abilities. I'm, I'm super psyched for all of that kind of stuff. Um, and a couple, a shout out for the Ascent as well. I'm a, as we kind of talked about as well, big fan of kind of twin stick shooters, um, games like kind of Ruiner, um, Helldivers, all that kind of good stuff. And it just looked really, really dope. Um, it's got that kind of cyberpunky kind of aesthetic to it. Um, they showed off a kind of gameplay trailer where they were kind of showing off a lot of the kind of cool abilities that you'll get access to. Um, I imagine it's probably going to be quite tough, which I'm excited for. I love a bit of challenge in those kind of games. Um, so yeah, that was a kind of an indie India highlight uh, for me. 
Um, and then a couple of one disappointment for me was that there was no Hellblade 2. Um, it's a game that was really sad to see that Microsoft picked it up for exclusivity. It's another reason on top of the mountain of reasons that we saw over the conference of why Microsoft are doing you know, such a good deal with Game Pass and how they're bringing it together this year. Um, but Hellblade 2 is the real kind of clincher for me because I absolutely adore the first game. It kind of explores a lot about kind of mental health and kind of schizophrenia, um, but it's wrapped up in this kind of Norse mythology um, kind of world. And the combat system was not incredible, but it was good enough to kind of serve through the length of the story. And just the story and the motion capture and the voice acting, it was all just incredibly well done. And it's one of the few games that genuinely creeped me out because it, if you play it with a headset on, you, it recreates the experience of if you have voices in your head really effectively. Um, and I just, you know, with more funding and Microsoft's backing, I'm just really excited to see what they're going to do with that franchise and where they're going to take it next. Um, and also I played both Shadow Warrior games and Devolver showed off, uh, showed off rather the trailer um, for the new one. And that looks again like a, a bit of a, an Aldi version of Doom, um, but that's not really a bad thing because the gameplay in that looks really sick as well. So yeah, quite a few nice things in there, but a lot of it's been touched on already. Nice. Nice. Unless someone said Shadow Warrior, that's a underappreciated series, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've played both of them, and they're they're just really good fun. They're not games that you go into expecting game of the year, but you just go into it, and it's got a really bad sense of humor, but it just kind of makes you laugh at how bad it is. Um, mm. And it's just like you said, it's just a really underrated series that should get more attention. Hopefully, the third one will. Um, but yeah, what about you, Roscoe? <clears throat> there we go. Thanks for asking, Miles. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think um, Planet of Lana is my highlight of the whole thing. Um, that was a, a wonderful surprise during the Summer Game Fest. This kind of hand-painted Xbox exclusive looks really, really wonderful and something that I would definitely, definitely jump into. Um, and I think Summer Game Fest had a, a massive number of, um, of great announcements. Um, barring Elden Ring, of course, the world sort of went batshit for that. But um, yeah, Valorant was the name of the six-second robot game. Well, it's an MMO thing, but it's not. Is it Battle Royale, Valorant? Valorant. It's, I think it's like a Counter-Strike type game, isn't it? Mm. Mm, yeah. But anyway, we forgot the name earlier, so I'm just dropping that in there. For what it was. Um, I think Xbox was the highlight. Absolutely. Um, I loved... I love their conference. I love that it was just trailer after trailer after trailer after trailer. It was just banging them out one after the other. Um, I'm completely in love with Halo Infinite. I watched a overview today of the multiplayer, the 12 minutes long. My friend Chris was here and we were just watching it and going, oh my God, we need to get Series X to play this properly. And it was a, uh, yeah, it's the love that 343 have for Halo. It's it's coming through in that content. And I'm, I'm very excited to get my hands on it uh, at the end of this year. Um, a play till Requiem, as Toby said, is a massive was a massive surprise. I'm so so excited for that. Again, it's next year, but it's going straight to Game Pass, so I'm very excited to play that. Um, also, Far Cry Six, I love the look of that. Can't wait to play that. Uh, Replaced looks absolutely stunning. Um, I'm worried it may not ever come out. Games that look like that have a habit of just disappearing off the face of the earth uh, when people get really excited for them. So I hope that they can see it through to the end because there's it's called, like um, the last night or something. The last night, yeah, from yeah. 2016, I want to say it's now. Never, ever, it's never coming out, basically. Yeah. The guy the issue, with the, the developer had issues. <laughs> the, yeah, the, 
the developer outed himself as a big old gamer gator. And so people were like, well, fuck your game then. And so, mm-hmm. but it is still in development, apparently. So we shall see if that actually ever does come to fruition. It's got big competition over and replaced if it does. Um, Atomic Heart looks great. I think that's going to be a, a day one as well. Uh, the Outer Worlds 2, I think that was, I think that took best trailer of the entire event. Uh, basically, of the whole weekend, I think it was uh, a really, really got clever thing to show. Yeah, exactly. It was a really <laughs> clever way to show off the fact that they've got nothing to show you. <laughs> so yeah, they, for sure. It was amazing. They, they made this evidently very expensive trailer uh, to show off absolutely nothing. And it was hilarious. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got things that I was disappointed in, but uh, we'll get into that. But it's, it was overall, it was fine. And there's, there's enough there for me to be happy with this year's E3 for sure. And I hope, I just hope that whatever Sony have up their sleeves, they can bring it out sooner rather than later because I'm currently riding a big old Xbox wave right now. And I never thought I'd be doing that. Fairness, so, I think the one takeaway from our pod is that me and Kat have to get Game Pass and get Xboxes. So they've done yeah. their job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a, this is going to be, a, it's been a super expensive weekend for both of you, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but if you if you actually life. added up sure. the, the the cost of all the games and the consoles that you'd need to buy to actually play everything you wanted to play, yeah, they would like <laughs> owe me money. Be- Jesus, <laughs> that would be painful. Yeah, yeah, it's a frightening thought. Um, right then, so let's go into um, what we uh, what we didn't like so much, or what we were disappointed in that we didn't see. Uh, Mars has touched upon um, Hellblade a little bit. Um, I'll start with you, Mars. Then is there anything else, or was it really just kind of the lack of Hellblade that? Uh, that was bugging you because I believe there is an extended showcase on Friday and it might be there. Okay. Well, now I'm intrigued because mm. if it is there, then it might rescue pretty much all of E3 for me. Um, no, I think um, Hellblade 2 is the, the key one for me because it's a game that I've been following for a while and they showed off that trailer. I think it was last year. Um, it was two just, years ago now. Oh, Jesus. It's been too yeah. long. <laughs> um, and I just love the kind of aesthetic and the world of it. And I think it is a game which would genuinely tempt me um, to get an Xbox if I wasn't already. Um, I was a little bit, although I thought Microsoft's conference was great, um, but I wanted to see a bit more out of Bethesda um, in terms of the other IPs, um, games like kind of Wolfenstein or Dishonored. I know Arcane are obviously working on their new thing now, so that was understandable. Um, but it was, you know, IPs like The Evil Within and kind of Wolfenstein and those other ones. I was kind of expecting them to at least, you know, say that these are what we're working on with Bethesda. Um, so a little bit, I guess, disappointed, but I can't really hold it against Microsoft because they had a very strong showing otherwise. Um, only real disappointment was Ubisoft, to be honest. I just thought it was a bit of a pointless conference and the only, there was a, maybe a couple things on it I particularly cared about. And one of them was a season pass <laughs> for Far Cry 6. Um, Cause although Far Cry 6 looks great in and of itself, that season pass was, looks really interesting of what they're going to do with that. And yeah, that's, that's what 70 quid just to uh, get the game and the season pass. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm not usually one for buying DLCs or season passes, but I think that is one I probably will pick up. So I was, I'm excited for that, but I felt otherwise the conference was a bit lacking and I don't really think they needed it. Um, I think they could have just announced their stuff as part of either a different conference or just condensed it down uh, much shorter. But I think on the whole, it's um, there's a lot of indie games out there um, that they did show off. And it was nice to see them get a bit more of the spotlight instead of being overshadowed by so many massive blockbusters like we usually see. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say there was any particular horrible lows other than Jeff Keighley being a little bit pathetic at times. <laughs> um but yeah, I thought it was 
on the whole, it was worth tuning in for the couple of heights. But yeah, there was a lot of mush in there. Mm. Yes, I uh, I agree. Um, Kat, what were you uh, disappointed that you didn't see? I know uh, there were a few. Yeah, I really think Scurry Nick set the team down a little bit. Um, it is the 25th year anniversary of one of the most OG games alive. I appreciate they've just made three kind of, I guess, prequels, sequels, remakes, however you want to call it. But it is the 25th year anniversary of Tomb Raider. And that was just a bit of a shame, you know. And I, and I think a lot of people felt that way as well. You know, not even ports or anything, you know, that's going to just remake the first one. Take out the triangle titties and remake the first or the second one. The second one's the best. But, you know, it just felt like it was not even a nod. And I think, you know, when you have 25 years of gaming and you think about how long and, and how much we've come how far gaming has come, you know, from, you know, pixelated dinosaurs. How it, much we've come. Wait, what? Yeah, you can... Action <laughs> for the podcast right there. Fans, how, how I meant... That's what she literally said just then. <laughs> That's, what she said. That's what she actually said. That's what she actually said. You can catch me on my OnlyFans, subscribe for twenty nine ninety nine a month. Um, <laughs> I meant as in far of kind 30 of... 30 quid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Hey. Well, it's like that, would you not? Exactly. Hey, you know your worth, right? Just you stay out of it. Um, well, no, I'm starting slow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just made me sad because um, 25 years ago, you know, there was a lot, you know, Doom's still around now. And like, I, I, I totally get people are like, but you had free Tomb Raider games. Yes, but it's the 25th anniversary. And now really what we've got to wait another five years before something really gets announced because that'll be the 30th anniversary. It just feels like not a nod or a remake or a remaster or just even just saying that the anniversary is a DLC or adding a DLC to something, you know, like I, I know that they said um, a couple of months ago they were going to make a, a mobile game in kind of respect for the birthday and oh, the anniversary. And I was like, gee whiz, a mobile game. And it's like, well, Kat, you're not happy with anything then, are you? But anyway, that's by the by. So I'm disappointed that I didn't see Tomb Raider. I'm equally disappointed to not have any Rayman either. I don't know why I wanted Rayman this year so bad. I've never really thought about Rayman in a while, but for some reason I was just really itching. And I know we've got Rabbids and Mario, but that's not the same. Um, and Toby, I think you were saying it's also Rayman's anniversary. Is that right? Uh, Rayman's anniversary was technically last, like the end of last, last year, year, but they're okay. saying that there's... Like, you know, if you count the whole year when it actually came out as starting then, we're still within it. Oh, oh, Ubisoft, oh okay. Ubisoft gave this little sort of, maybe we'll still announce something for Rayman within the year. Oh, when did mm. they, what, they said that this week? They, they said that, that they said that late last year. Oh, well, they didn't. So you mm-hmm. suck, Ubisoft. <laughs> and if you think Rabbids counts, it doesn't. Because um, I it think really actually, doesn't. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> Um, so there was something else that I was like, yeah, that really sucked that that wasn't there too, but I can't remember. Um, not that we heard about Fable, because I know that Xbox did say that they were developing Fable, they just didn't have anything to show, which is really interesting and cool. But sad we didn't see anything, even if it was just a little snippet. Um, but I think those those are probably my biggest, my two biggest kind of disappointments, but especially the Tomb Raider thing. Maybe it's a nostalgia. I grew up on Tomb Raider, that was my thing when I was a kid. Yeah, no, no, it's weird. No, you're right. I mean, I remember when Shadow of the Tomb Raider came out. um, Yeah. There was that Tomb Raider 25 thing. So maybe they did it a year early. 
I don't yeah, know. maybe. And I know that they only just recently announced that they were going to sell all of them in like a kind of a, a package. And it's like, well, that's great, but probably everybody's played. <laughs> yeah. By now, they've all been. Uh, most of well, them anyone, anyone who cares that much yeah, will have already played them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and to be fair, they go pretty cheap on the PS Store as well. And I think that just remake the first one. You know, there's so much scope for Tomb Raider still. It's not boring. It's not, you know, it, it's not overdone. Well, in my opinion, it's not overdone, but other people might think, yeah, we're fucking sick of that bitch. Um, <laughs> but um, I feel like because the games are so old and because the games are so kind of still well-loved, um, there is a lot of scope to read. Maybe you wouldn't be able to remaster them, but you, you could remake them. Um, just like, you know, Final Fantasy VII's been remote. Square Enix, um, Squeenix. So, in conclusion, <laughs> I it's am not an essay, man. concluding argument. This oh, is God. actually my, my open letter to Square Enix. Dear Square Enix, fuck Have you, you. got citations? Because otherwise, none of this is worth having. <laughs> okay, fine. Dear We're Square... Go plagiarism. <laughs> Dear Square Enix, fuck you for not bringing out Tomb Raider 1996 <laughs> or remaking it. Cat Bullock 2021. I mean, in fairness, they are quite busy on Final Fantasy at the moment. Yeah, well, is it their 25th year anniversary? No, it's not. Shh. They need to destroy chaos first. Come on, give them a break. Okay. All right. But yeah, anyway, I will shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I can gauge from that that you'd like a, a Tomb Raider remake. Is that fair to say? Yes, that that's that's yeah, probably yeah. pretty fair. I don't know how you would have got that. No, well, well, yeah. was that clear? Was that clear enough? I don't know. I was just that was reading between the lines, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, was, yeah. Just, I just wanted just... to put it out there, just hinting. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Ross? <laughs> um, I was sad that there wasn't any good stuff from Ubisoft. Um, I mean, I I can look at the entire event and feel like. It just wasn't good. There wasn't anything there that was that jumped out. You know, I mean, last year or the year before, we had um, Gods and Monsters, which became Immortals: Phoenix Rising, and that was interesting. That was that was a new, unique IP, and Immortals is pretty good. I like it a lot. But there was nothing there that was hugely exciting. Again, like Miles said, the Far Cry Six season pass is the only thing that's super exciting, and that's really strange. Um, to me and i feel like there's there's not really enough there to warrant to for them to warrant to even do a conference to be honest um i feel like you know we knew just dance was coming we knew we knew that there was a, a new rainbow six that could have been thrown into the xbox conference rocksmith could have been there as well um you know all the siege updates the deals the dlc for all the stuff that took up like six or seven minutes you know, there was they announced the 20th anniversary of Ghost Recon, and they said, "Stay tuned." There's no news, but stay tuned. It's like, what? What does that mean? It means that there's you know you haven't got anything to share yet, and so why put it in there at all? And you know, I'm I'm excited about Avatar. I mean, I have a little bit, but again, we know nothing about it, and that's that's been the problem with like games like Starfield. You know, how that's got the level of hype it has is beyond me at this point, to be honest, because. No one knows what that is. Um, they said it's an RPG in space. Great. What does that mean? You know, is it is it going to be? Is it more akin to Skyrim? Is it more Fallout? Is it the Outer Worlds? You know, what's what's? It's just it's just a big ball of nothing. And there was there was a lot of that this year. I feel I read today um, that Skyrim. It's more like Skyrim. Apparently, that's what they okay. said today. Okay. Well, okay. Well, well, day one then. I'm there. 
No, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, yeah, I mean, my, Xbox killed it. There was very little in that Xbox uh, showcase that I probably wouldn't play. Um, especially like 12 minutes was fantastic, like you said, and The Outer Worlds too. And, you know, stuff like that was great. But then, you know, to follow that up with Square Enix, which was just a, a mirage of just nonsense, really, from beginning to end. Um, Guardians looks great, but it still doesn't look fantastic. It still looks janky. Um, I really hope that gets sorted before the game comes out. But I don't think it was a great showing um, for Guardians, however fun it looks. And they seem to have nailed the tone of Guardians, but they chose a really strange bit of the gameplay to, to showcase. And it was a bit janky. It was looked a bit double A, to be honest, rather than triple A. You know, Edos and Square Enix should be a triple A developer. And there's, there was very little on show that really showcased that. And, you know, Final Fantasy Origins, I mean, that's just terrible, but kind of in a really fun way. It's a so, meme at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's just it got to a point where, you know, we're all talking about it. But, you know, for the right reasons, I don't know. Uh, Babylon's Fall was a disastrous showing, I think. I think um, anyone's hope for that has just gone right down the pan. And it's, it's just a real shame. You know, the biggest thing for me was that, you know, it's not anyone's fault, I guess, but Sony wasn't there to kind of counterbalance the excitement that everyone had and to not have Sony in a year when Microsoft absolutely smashed it like I said before it's it's just so sad so disappointing and I really hope that there's more to come from them um, because they've got a lot of catching up to do it would seem at this present moment and I really hope that they have something in the bag to uh to balance whatever Microsoft did because we said before in the Microsoft conference that they had to they had to knock it out of the park. They had no choice. This is the year that they had to do it, and they did. And, you know, for Sony to not even be there at all was was disappointing um, to kind of to counter it. And, you know, there's uh, there's not much else, really, but it's the Ubisoft conference as a whole was disappointing. Uh, Square Enix was disappointing. And just a real, a real lack of um, Sony presence overall. Um, you know, I enjoyed E3 overall, but, yeah, it, it fell flat on the fact that the console that I own and spent a lot of money on um, wasn't really represented. And that was uh, that was disappointing. And I've just remembered that I completely forgot Toby. I'm just waiting so- here, nice and polite. <laughs> just, can I talk now? I usually put you first, but I didn't. And it, and it threw me <laughs> off. I threw myself off. I apologize. Uh, Toby, really okay. your, your uh, disappointments. Um, I was thinking along the lines of Miles and... Um, and, and cap more than more than which ones disappointed me more what i was disappointed not seeing um i wanted to see rayman same as cat that was a big big deal origins and legends are absolutely amazing and i want to see more of that um i feel like that um the engine that ubisoft made needs to be used more that that engine is beautiful and it has to be more games that are made with it yeah definitely. um the other massive one that i wanted from ubisoft was beyond good and evil 2 and again, we saw nothing. Um, we, we've, we've had one amazing video, one amazing cinematic, and a couple of tiny little bits of gameplay, like like developer diary things. At this point, I still want to see a full gameplay video. I want to know everything about that game. And it's still not there. Um, I thought it was strange that we didn't see anything about either Batman game. So Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights, neither was even represented. We're a year on from the last time we properly saw them. And both should be getting, you know, Gotham Knights should be ready to go almost. Um, and Suicide Squad could be a, a year or so away still, but th- that we could have seen gameplay for, you know, or, or more from both of those. Um, I wanted to see Callisto Protocol, 
which is from the guys who made uh, Dead Space um, and looks like Dead Space. And I absolutely can't wait for that based on the very cool cinematic that we saw last year. I wanted to see more of Unknown Nine Awakening. That was shown last year and that looked like a really interesting thing with a, a little street kid with superpowers. And I was like, show me the gameplay again. I want to see that. I was waiting for this year when I'd see the gameplay and I didn't. Um, and the last one I'll mention is um, Everwild. Um, so I wanted on the Xbox uh, showcase the, the the one and sort of until I saw a couple of the ones that they surprised me with, the one and only game I was actually interested from any of their first party developers was Everwild. Um, which is a this is rare isn't it and it's um it's like a weird spiritual animal conservation game with you know mystics and and lots of strange creatures which is right up my street um and again we saw nothing so th those are my disappointments in in a year when i got Ed elden ring and i got um breath of the wild 2 and, and a few other things that i wasn't expecting but but are there you know it's hard to be completely disappointed but yeah, there are things that I was just shocked that are still not shown. I forgot to mention, Toby, we've got a new Nier game and it's a fucking mobile one. Oh, that's that's a disappointment in itself. I mean, it's come, it's there, but it's yeah. not playable in any way I want to play it. Yeah, furious. Yeah. Anyway, those are my disappointments. Um, I agree with that, Miles. Um, but yeah, it, it's Ubisoft was worth, you know, it wasn't really worth doing. As I said, at the very beginning of this entire podcast, there were... There was a lot of filler and there was a lot of things where it was just skins and this, that and the other that just filled out and padded out whole sections of, of hour long showcases. I did not need to see that much Rainbow Six in my life, let alone on, on in one hour. <laughs> um, so I just bored the pants off me completely. That did. I was like, nah, nah I don't need this. Um, and there were a few others that did the same. But then, like you say, Xbox definitely won it, even even with... Um, even with Elden Ring being in the Summer Game Fest and Nintendo managing to bring Breath of the Wild 2, I still feel like there was more strength in the Xbox um, in the Xbox showcase. Yeah, it was just the, the, the volume of games, wasn't it, really? More yeah. Than anything. They were going for quantity, but they managed a bit of quality at the same time. Yeah, they really nailed it. And yeah, well done, Phil Spencer. That man is really turning Xbox around. It's insane. Plus, you can get a Xbox x mini fridge now yes we didn't even talk about the mini fridge wait what we should <laughs> we should talk about the mini fridge so for miles's benefit and for the and for the listeners um there was a meme wasn't there that um he he appeared at one point phil um what's his name sorry phil spencer phil spencer that's it i was gonna say phil specter who's a musician from yes. years ago uh phil spencer um appeared with a xbox x xbox series x behind him in his living room and it looked like it was massive and it looked like a massive black fridge right that was last year then this year they've obviously lent into that joke and they've released a mini fridge which is the same shape and size and look you know but just that a bit bigger the of the uh, xbox series x um and you can keep look, judging by the size of it you can keep about uh you know a, a pack of a six pack in there <laughs> it's really, really small cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's cool i like it that'll it's be the kind cool. of thing i'll turn up to the pod and be like guys i've got an xbox and i'll have just it's really massive yeah <laughs> so yeah that's a real thing which is crazy but it's fun yeah it looks really cool i'll uh they got a really cool trailer for it as well the proper hypey trailer for it i'll uh, stick it in the slack but uh yeah i think the highlight is is the xbox fridge really to be honest 
So I don't think there was anything else that really beat that. But it was, it was, yeah, it was a good E3. It wasn't a a life altering E3 in the same way that you know 2016 and 2015 were. But you know, maybe again, like Kat said, it's probably due to circumstance and the situation the world is in right now. And considering that, I think it was, I think it was pretty great. But yeah, I don't think so. You might, I don't know. But do you think third parties should have their own conferences, or should they be molded into the bigger ones? Because we've said like the disappointing ones were Ubisoft, were Square Enix, because they just don't have enough on their own plate to really make it exciting. Could could they blend into the Xbox ones and the Nintendo ones? I mean, I, I think they probably could, yeah. Um, or maybe make it shorter. You know, there's no need for an entire hour if you've got nothing to show. Um, you could just make it half an hour or 20 minutes. That's that's probably one of the reasons why the states of play work nicely, because they're often 20 minutes long. Um, and you, you know, you don't get over overwhelmed by stuff and you don't get bored by stuff um so yeah i would i would if i was ubisoft i would probably partner up with one of them you know all their games are going to come out on both systems anyway um there's it's, it's so rare that you actually have a an exclusive um you know why not why not um square enix could do it with sony very easily um ubisoft could do either really square enix look like you know they look like they're in that ballpark with them um, with sony most of the time um with with a number of timed exclusives at least the other ones, I mean, you know, we've got Bandai Namco to come as well. We've had a few like, you know, a few indie publishers. I quite like the indie publisher ones, but again, I think they're better when they're rolled up into loads of indie world premieres all at once, like the Summer Game Fest or the Steam Game Festival. Um, those those work better because I'm just like, I don't need one developer or one uh, publisher. I need a lot more than that. Otherwise, I get bored. Um, and a lot of the time they focus on, you know, one particular type of game as well. And that can really mean that, you know, if you're not into wholesome games, the wholesome games uh, showcase is not for you. Um, do you know what I mean? If you want a shooter, it's <laughs> not going to be a single game that you want. Um, it, it, you've got to know what you're, what you're aiming at and, and who you're aiming at. So that, that this is probably another reason why, you know, they can't cater to everyone. And we often find that there are lulls um, where every particular person is going to find a lull during an hour long thing where, you know, there's skins being announced. Yeah. I mean, there was no Keanu moment was there this year. No, no. There's only one real sort of stage. Wasn't there the Xbox one? They had yeah. a stage to go out and stand on, but um, and no one else really did that. I think um, uh, Troy Baker and Laura Bailey did a, a lovely job of introducing and, and having a little laugh between all of their stuff on the, on the Future Game Show. It's just a shame that the Future Game Show had so little that was actually Future Games. It was almost all of it was stuff I'd seen before, almost everything, um, which is a shame. It was a good show otherwise. That's a terrible. Mm, um, the Devolver Show was also very good. Yeah. Um, always worth that that, that one you see that one did a whole different thing that and that's maybe where a publisher can do something interesting is where you know they they didn't do any kind of introduction for their games really they just had this whole you know crazy um set of advertorials almost so then you know talk pieces to camera talking about you know the the worst aspects of games as if they were going to force all of them on you um (laughs) and and it was just like that's really fun really tongue-in-cheek well put together you know it was interesting it almost became a drama like a dramatic episode all all the way through and then you got just actually tiny tiny trailers in between so they were padding out their hour (laughs) a lot but at the same time with something actually worth having yeah, they do a great job every year of um, really standing out. And 
yeah, the Max Pass plus showcases. You check it out. It's on our it's on our website. Something Eagles dot net. It's funny. So uh, yeah, yeah it was really well crafted and made, and it does literally get everything in, like all of the bad stuff in the industry. They just capture it all in a really tongue in cheek way. Mm. And they announced Sorry. Demon Throttle, which is a physical only game that you can get from Limited Run. <laughs> And that's it. Physical only, what? <laughs> Physical only. Like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> I don't think so. But yeah, that's the thing that they're doing because they're Devolver. And, you know, they're obviously a massive company now. They must have, they're obviously rolling in it. Yeah. Well, they even said at one point, how can it be an indie showcase when it's got a publisher that, as big as us? Yeah. It's <laughs> like true. That. I was like, yeah, it's true. They're not really indie games anymore. <laughs> it's true. You know, they haven't got Fall Guys anymore, but they were the ones that published Fall Guys. And, you know, Fall Guys is huge now. And so they probably saw a lot of goodwill off that as well. I imagine uh, the PC version wasn't free like the PS Plus one. So I imagine they made a ton of money off of Fall Guys. And uh, they're using it to get Jason Momoa in their E3 showcases. <laughs> Good for <laughs> Jason them. Jason Momoa's brother. <laughs> Good for them. Um, well, I suppose that's it. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go around uh, one more time. What was your absolute favorite game, Miles, at E3 this year? Oh, that's a tough one. I think. I'm going to have to go with Plague 2. Um, yeah, I think just the excitement for it. As much as I like the look of Elden Ring, I think Plague 2 is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Wow. Cap? Uh, mm, I think I'm going to have to go for, surprisingly, because I'm not into shooters, Back for Blood. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I never thought I would hear the day that you would pick <laughs> a shooter as your favourite game for anything ever. Guys, look at me, I'm growing. What is this? <laughs> Wow. Well, when you get your Xbox, we can all play it together. How about that? Well, there you go. That sounds perfect. Go. That does sound perfect. They've also just released, um, actually, I was just reading, that if one person owns the DLC, you can all play it. Oh, there you, you go. There you go. Nice guys, uh, too. Bye. Okay, so who's going to buy the DLC? <laughs> well, Dick and Turns. Okay. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> idea. That's a great idea. Uh, Toby, your favorite game? Um. I think me and me and Miles are sharing games here, so I'll go with Elden Ring, um, so that that's mentioned instead. But yeah, Plague Tale is probably just as high. Yeah, Elden Ring is it because of the story and the, the stuff that's going to be in that combined with Dark Souls. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, fantastic. And mine is probably The Outer Worlds too. Um, again, the irony of that, of course, is that we know nothing about it, and they know that we know nothing about it. But man, I was so excited for that announcement. I love The Outer Worlds so. Whenever that comes out, I mean, we're probably talking 2023, 2024, but I'm in all about that. Cannot wait. But yeah, Plague Tale is definitely up there as well. Look at that. Plague Tale for three out of four of us. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Shows how good the first one was. Yeah. It really was. I feel like it was like that that year or, or that even that two or three years, it was like the only 10 out of 10 I would have given to a game. For, for a good three three years or so. Yeah, absolutely. Especially considering its budget as well, because I don't think it had oh, the biggest budget ever either. Absolutely, no, not not at all. And it looked beautiful as well. It was a gorgeous looking game. If people haven't played A Plague Tale Innocence, they should. You can get it on Game Pass right now, if you have an Xbox. <laughs> but two people on this podcast don't. <laughs> but, but i've still played it <laughs> yeah my bad but remember guys anybody who's listening toby hasn't played life strange so oh <laughs> that that is the biggest disappointment of e3 <laughs> shut up miles <laughs> <laughs> the biggest disappointment of e3 
Toby hasn't played Life is Strange. Either of you have played Breath of the Wild One. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest True. game of a generation, in Miles' own words. Hey, you, wait, you waited six months for a price drop on that game and you still never got it. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that, uh, that does... There's uh, some bad blood on this. Yeah, I know, right? After five days of just constantly talking about games, there's some bad blood here. This is what E3 has done to us. It's turning us against each other now. Oh, thank God we got a bit of a break coming up from each other. Jesus. <laughs> we need a battle royale of some kind. We need a we need a game. Well, Fortnite's free. Really so everyone download Fortnite and we'll play it. Um, yeah. What game can we play? Gang Beats, I guess. Well, that weird animal one that was like a ripoff. Party uh-huh. animals, yeah. Blatant Party fucking animals. ripoff of Gang <laughs> yeah. Beats. Unbelievable. I can't I, I don't I don't understand how that's even possible. It's it is gang beasts. Hey, there's a <laughs> lot of games that are completely. <laughs> Roscoe, I, I, I hate to break it to you. There's a lot of games that are ripoffs of other games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that is just—it's so blatant. It's—it's it's absurd. Oh, I'm not going to buy that game just out of anger. All those souls like, that are that are ripoffs of Dark Souls. So many. <laughs> I don't think Stranger of Paradise is a ripoff of anything. To be honest, it's a ripoff no. of a Final Fantasy game made by. Made by students at a college that no one knows. <laughs> the interns that just got given a project to do and it somehow turned out into a game. Look out for our opinions on Stranger of Paradise demo next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess that brings uh, an end to our E3 coverage. Um, I want to say a big thanks to Toby and Miles and Cap for joining me on this crazy ride. Uh, five nights, five podcasts, um, four, of, uh, four of which are Five E3. nights at Roscoe's. Five nights at Roscoe's, yay! Um, one of them, uh, one of them wasn't a E3 podcast, I know, but we missed each other so much. We just had to do another podcast together. I think that's a, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much, guys. I hope you've enjoyed uh, the last few days. Thank you. It's been fun, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah thank you very much. It's yeah, been it's been time. awesome. Yeah, I've had a really good time. Yeah. So thank you to Ross. Apart yeah, from all the bad Ross. blood, you know. But... <laughs> Thanks, Miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to take a long extended break from each other now, and we'll be back. We're back together on uh, Sunday for Monday's podcast. We'll, we'll be back to our regular scheduled podcasting, um, talking about the week's news. There'll probably be some uh, some fallout from E3 over the next couple of days. And also the Xbox extended showcases on Friday night. Um, I'm not going to be able to watch it. So if someone else could, that'd be great. And then we could talk about that. That'd be amazing. Thank you very much. But uh, until then, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find everywhere we are. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can just look for our names in the description below also. If you really like what we do, hey, why not follow our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can support the website, keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services, and keep the website nice and shiny. That would be very, very awesome. Thank you very much. But until Monday, it is goodbye from Miles Thompson. See you later. Goodbye from Cat. Bye. And goodbye from Toby Anderson. Sayonara. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. Thank you very much for listening to our E3 coverage. We'll see you on the regular podcast next week. Bye!